0: And welcome to Loud Friends. Uh, I'm your host, Zach, and uh, joining me today, my editor, uh, no better editor, Mike Egan. Uh, <laughs> Mike, hi. how are you doing?
1: <laughs> the fuck was that? I'm doing great. Uh, I didn't sleep very well, but I'm full of quesadillas, and that's the way the Lord wants me
0: god i love whenever you do communion and like he just holds up the tiny quesadilla (laughs) for you you take a a bite of that and then you take a sip of baja blast and you go sit back
1: down (laughs) right Mm, the body of christ
0: (laughs) so cheesy (laughs) um and uh joining us this week uh our first time very special host uh (laughs) keeps it quick keeps it brief it's none other than Lauren Heath. Lauren, welcome. Hi. <laughs> that was alright. I
2: liked the rhyme. Thanks. That was uh, unexpected.
0: As you can tell, I worked on yours a little bit more than I worked on Mike's. <laughs> How long did you work on that? Was that like 15, 16 seconds? I, I was <laughs> I was thinking about it for a, a bit today, like during the day, and then I was like, no, no, no. The way that these always work is that they just have to come to me, like as yeah. the show is coming up, and then it just... Uh, Yep.
2: A little more off the cuff.
0: It I was like born it. for better or worse. <laughs> Just like us all. <laughs> um Lauren, how are you doing? Um how is it, how does it feel to be the first guest on the show that you absolutely definitely listen to? <laughs>
2: I, this is embarrassing, because I was just gonna say, um, for the first time, I'm actually regretting not listening to it, because now I feel like, oh, yeah, like, what, I should have actually listened to Prepare and think, like, what is the tempo of this? But, yeah, I'm prepared for y'all to roast me for not listening to my own boyfriend and his best friend's show. No, no,
0: it's totally okay. Like, it's the same thing with Becca, too. Like, I, the way that I have thought about it I don't know if I've actually said this Rebecca but the way that I think about it is like you live with me you don't have to listen to my fucking show you already get like an earful every damn day
2: (laughs) well we live in a New York City a Brooklyn apartment so I hear half the show anyway yeah (laughs) yes to be fair that's
0: true right right
2: um and I don't know it just I keep feeling like it would feel like I'm like weirdly eavesdropping on your guys's conversation (laughs) Even though it's public, I'm yeah. just sort of like, that's not for me to hear, though. It's private. Like, I don't know why. I, I think I, I kind
0: of you know, get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sorry. We do hang that no girls allowed sign outside the podcast for a reason. Uh, and it must be it must be a,
0: a, a boat by. It's true. It's a, f- a regular yeah, fucking Ed, Ed and Eddie Ford in here. <laughs> yeah.
2: It is made out of wood with a lot of splinters in it. it is. And think, our outlines so are just always goes. moving.
0: <laughs> Ow. Sorry. takes a bit takes a bit to get used to
2: <laughs> a little bit
0: um Lauren, I have a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like I do this every time like whenever I meet someone new or like learn someone's because i I didn't like made the connection that like Heath was your last name. I just, just always known you as Lauren. I actually had to like embarrassingly like look up your name a couple hours prior to this, uh, just so I <laughs> give you a proper introduction. Um, when you're growing up, any Heath Bar or Heathcliff jokes levied your way as a child.
2: Thank you for letting me, uh, really unleash l- unleash some burdens like early on in this podcast. I feel like that'll really help. Um, not so much. Those were more like I would make those jokes about myself. The thing that truly haunted me in childhood was kids in elementary school constantly reading my last name as health.
0: Oh yes,
2: which I just hate. <laughs> I don't know why. It is so annoying. Um, I, yeah, no, I used to pretend to, like, be heir to the, you know, the candy Heath fortune.
0: Good, yes, good for you. Because who
2: wouldn't? Um, my my mother's maiden name is Wright, spelled like the Wright brothers, like W-R. So I used to, like, imagine, like, yeah, you know, my ancestors were just, like, flying on planes, throwing candy bars down to the people, and I just, you know, that's fun imagery for a kid, so... Yeah, no, I was as far as like last names go, I I feel pretty fortunate. I probably could have been bullied a lot more.
0: Yeah. But
2: right. no. No relation sadly.
0: <laughs> Bummer.
2: Yeah, Heathcliff truly. is
0: not your cousin?
2: Uh no, luckily for that. It's not but what I was no, told. sadly I'm not related to the Heathcliffs. Oh.
0: Um the only the only real flack I ever got was that like teachers had a hard time pronouncing my last name for some reason. I would get a lot of like Bruns, hmm. like the silent I. I guess is that's that weird. a thing? Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just no. the people just don't know how to say words sometimes. Yeah, and apparently have never heard of like Bruins as in bear or like the Boston Bruins. Right. Yeah, that's always like that's always my favorite reference too when I go is like oh yeah or like especially now when I have to like tell someone my last name if i'm like picking up something or like i go to the bank um i'm always like oh yeah bruin and it's through a mask too so i'm like i really it right. like Bruin. i'm like the boston bruins i'm like ah yes the most popular form of sport in america the nhl ice hockey
1: right <laughs> but
0: man, I feel, yeah I, I don't know i feel like people vaguely know who the boston bruins are i don't know i i mean I have yeah. at least
2: like heard that name right and i'm maybe the least sporty person here so
0: okay beautiful then i'm then i'm good
2: you're probably good, yeah. I did get a lot of like, speaking of like teachers reading off names, I would get a lot of. Now this is weird because you know, like in elementary school, they'd probably just have like first initial last name on their r- little roster chart because they'd just be calling last names out. I would get teachers calling me Heather a lot. Oh. And it's like it says L Heath. Like that's my last name.
0: Oh, L Heath. <laughs> <Nelfis. laughs>
2: <laughs> you know. But no, they would just see Heath and go, oh, Heather, is that you? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> oh, so for one name, you're just going to change the rules here? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But my parents did joke before I was born about naming me Heather, because it would be funny if my name was Heather Heath, because that's like a terrible Funny name. for who? <laughs> it's funny to say Heather Heath really fast. was <laughs> about it.
0: I was going to say, I kind of like the, uh, yeah, I, like logistically, it might be confusing and fuck you for life. But there is something kind of pleasing about saying Heather Heath.
2: It's like name being someone like Tom Thomas, like it just doesn't work. <laughs> uh,
0: Tom Thomas yeah. Club. Um, oh, uh, how was everyone's Thanksgiving? We're the we're recording this oh, about yeah. a week out from uh from the holiday. How'd everything go for y'all?
1: It went well.
2: It went well. Um, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, I I we did what we have done for the past few years. We had um, well, actually, for the, this was our first year having my sister over because she lives somewhere else now. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like it went off without a hitch. I mean, hats off to Lauren for planning and, and largely executing the, (laughs) the whole meal. I mean, I, I helped like chop some potatoes here and there, but otherwise you were, you were the one running around and and running the kitchen.
2: (laughs) Kind of. When you have that much to do and so little space, it's kind of easier that way. Yeah. To be honest.
1: Yeah. Like Mary was asking the whole time, like, is there anything I can do? And we were like. Another person in here is a bad idea.
0: No, go away. I feel you. So so give me the lowdown on the spread. Paint a picture in my mind.
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because Mike's a vegetarian, so we don't do turkey. I actually don't know if you're a vegetarian. I assume not.
0: I'm like, I'm a little bit relapsed. It's, (laughs) It's kind of, I was pescatarian for a couple of years and like would occasionally dip my toes back into meat. Like for instances of like...
2: it's <laughs> a terrible imagery, sorry. I would just get those
0: feedies all dipped me. in Ooh. gravy. And,
2: mm, I'm picturing like Taco Bell ground beef <laughs> up in a kiddie pool. But like the
0: orange oo. like there's got there's yeah. a, a layer of fat in that as well, right? That grease. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's good for the cuticles. I, I don't care Taco what you guys
2: Bell.
1: say. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that all of our new listeners are gone, uh, please continue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get that chaff out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> perverts only. Yeah. Um so I've
2: yeah, so I was
0: I was pescatarian for a little while and that felt great because I was eating more vegetables and I just felt like my meals like felt better for my body obviously. Um in the last couple of months I've relapsed on that a little bit. It is I just I just fell out of it. Um I think I want to clamp back down in it because I've uh the the moral precarity of justifying <laughs> eating meat sucks. I know that I'm still like taking it, uh, like, I know that there is still precarity in doing that, even with fish, nonetheless, like poultry and, beef mm. and other livestock. Um, so I think I'm gonna reel that back in. Um, yeah, yeah. anyways, sorry. So you had to reel, it, you had reel to... it back in, pescatin, reel it back in. Oh, like a fish,
1: like a like how a, you would do with a fish, see,
2: like how a fish would do,
1: yeah, like that.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> so our menu, though. So Lauren, are you also vegetarian? Yes.
2: Um, I I wouldn't give myself such a high title because I do eat chicken probably once a week because we order Indian food and I I'm a sucker for chicken tikka masala. Oh, of course. The best dish. Um. So, uh, sort of. I don't know. I just haven't by, been by because, proxy
1: by proximity by proxy.
2: Really. I would say. I've never been much one for cooking meat, um, so I really don't, and I, like, Mike and I have a cooking schedule, like, we cook together, like, twice a week um, for, like, all the meals that we need, basically, so it's, you know, I don't really need, like, meat hanging around the house anyway, so when I go, like, home to my parents for Christmas, I'm probably going to, like, ruin myself. (laughs) Yeah. Have a meat party, but, you know, like, I like, I do, like, agree with the ethical reasons behind it. Um and I like I enjoy like the food that we make, so I don't find myself missing it that much. Just like every so often I'll be like, burritos are good though. You know?
0: Right. Uh, there are certain things where if if you do miss it, you there's certain things you just can't get back like there's certain things that just can't yeah. quite be emulated quite as well. Like a good piece of like a good hot chicken sandwich is one of those mm-hmm. two just like the, the crunch of uh of fried chicken um i'm sure i've got other various ones uh but it, yeah the way i think the way to just best describe our status now is that both Rebecca and i we don't really buy meat to cook at home very often like it's really mm-hmm. really just we keep some fish stocked um but every now and again if we are out at a new place and we're we're kind of spending a little bit of money going out somewhere we'll splurge and like for culinary reasons just be like oh what is this like like this seems interesting mm-hmm. or right we might as well because you know how you know how it can be when you go out to restaurants sometimes it's like okay so they do have vegetarian options but like clearly it's not like it, it this is at the bottom of the list like this is yeah. this is probably not their uh their top shelf shit Nah,
2: no. yeah not their best dish yeah
0: um, anyways, I keep I keep digressing. So, so what adjustments did you make for the uh, for the Thanksgiving spread?
2: Yes, sorry for the many tangents. Um, so we have a tradition now of making um something Mike Mike's folks would make, I think, growing up, and that's uh, ravioli lasagna, basically.
0: <sighs> okay, it's
1: just many so layers we, of of ravioli just, with with sauce and cheese. That's very good.
2: But we do. a I make a homemade tomato sauce yes we do oh so that's good um and then it's just sort of like a side dish party and pie so it's that mashed potatoes roasted brussels sprouts and carrots and i make homemade pecan pie pecan pecan
0: it's a big job (laughs) yeah that's plenty delicious so yeah
2: that's really all our kitchen can handle and kind of all we like really need on the plate anyway
0: yeah and and Mary
1: orders um a a thing of turkey from the local diner they do like a Thanksgiving spread and she just orders their turkey and keeps it until the day
0: nice yeah Yeah. um what was the what was the standout for both of you what did you both enjoy the absolute most of the things that were made
1: it's almost always the mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. I mean I'm that's who I am is I'm I'm a potato guy but they're, uh, the, <laughs> it's, the, in, it's in your heritage. It, it's true. Uh, so much butter and, and rosemary, and it's just, it's very, yeah, it's done right. It's I'd very good. Put,
2: yeah, I do, uh, I infuse butter and heavy cream with rosemary and garlic mm-hmm. before adding it. So it's just like a whisper of both, like passed by the potatoes in a really nice way. And there's about a stick of butter and a cup of heavy cream in them. So that kind of helps. So. So, they are they are a once a year potato. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, of course, right? Like if, <laughs> yeah, if if you made this a, a, a several times a month kind of potato, there'd be probably some other like health concerns building, right? Yeah,
2: we might finally actually see Mike's shape change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know about that. His um,
2: parents are like, "You're feeding him, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh,
2: yeah, one thing I. Oh, sorry. No, go please go ahead. Oh, I just was one thing I was thinking about, like, why why don't I make, like, mashed... Because I'm like, damn, I fucking love roasted vegetables and, like, mashed potatoes. And it's, like, it's interesting because, like, a lot of vegetarian cuisine, and maybe it's just the only kind I know how to make, uh, but it just doesn't really call for side dishes. Like, growing up, my uh, my mom is a really good cook. That's sort of her, like, artistic outlet. Um And we would kind of really often have, you know, like the typical, there's some kind of meat and then there's like some kind of starch and some kind of uh, vegetable on the side. Mm -hmm. So it was always like, like side dishes were always a thing like daily in my existence growing up. And it's funny to me now that it's like, wow, side dishes feel so special. Like, I don't know how to put it, but it's kind of funny. Or
1: also just like cooking for two all the time. So it's it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it almost doesn't warrant like the same size meal as it does for like a
0: whole family
2: yeah that's true it's just kind of funny to think about like the differences between yeah like the shape of a meal if that makes sense yeah. I
0: know what you're talking about yeah it's um a lot of times Becca and I will just do <laughs> we used to call them like solo dinners but like that's kind of basically just our our usual now is that we'll just make our own thing for ourselves and yeah that's usually staggered so that we're out of the kitchen by the time the other one wants to cook Um. But it it really is an occasion when we do a kind of like together dinner because we usually will do the kind of like portion protein veggies and a starch of some sort. And it does feel a little more like homey. Like as opposed to if I'm just cooking for myself, it's like, okay, I'm just going to make a pile of stir fry and like better rice pile of stir fry done. Just like one big thing. Um, Side dishes are special. You're right, Lauren.
2: (laughs) Side dishes are special. That's all I'm saying.
0: So my, th- my day of Thanksgiving was fairly uneventful. I'll get back to that. I want to circle back to the actual Thanksgiving. But I hosted okay. for the first time a uh, Friendsgiving and had nice. about a dozen people come over, maybe like 13, 14, something like that. Um, wow. And I will say, it was between Becca and I, it was very much a front of house and back of house situation where Becca was the one kind of like, greeting everybody. Like just hanging out, chatting, and I was frantically in the kitchen, timing everything, warming things, yeah. waiting on the turkey, making space for other things, trying to figure out where things were going. Um, and I I will say it, it worked. Uh, after dinner was done, I was dog tired. Like I I took a spot in the living room and just hung out. Um. But it, it, overall, it went over pretty well. I think the thing that was tricky that I couldn't quite get is that I don't think everything was quite... Not like dinner hot and ready. So that, mm. There was just so many dishes that folks brought. Like we had um we had trouble just finding spots for all the shit that people brought um which is good you want like an excess of stuff like that's what thanksgiving's for but we're talking becca made a a huge batch of potatoes that uh they actually over garlicked and were kind of uh like spicy (laughs) like well (laughs) like real into like the kind of uh meal i don't know if you've ever had meals that with like a lot of garlic where after you're done like wow my blood feels fast like i feel very strong
2: We make homemade pesto, so, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: That, is, that was the impression that I got from those potatoes, but um, we also had a friend whose, parent, or whose family in Texas sent him a smoked turkey because they knew that he wasn't going to be coming down, and he just brought that along, and that was, hands down, the best turkey I've ever had in my life because I've only ever had, like, overcooked turkey, and this thing was, like, we just popped it in and warmed it up, and it was still so juicy, and the, the smokiness of it was just perfect. Um, nice. God, what else was there? Someone brought, like, mac and cheese. Oh, another friend brought, like, four, like, small tins of banana bread, all sorts of stuff. Like, just the the whole spread. Wow. So um, doing that, plus some buns and other... I made uh, some Kung Pao Brussels sprouts that I'm very proud of. Oh, um,
2: Ooh, lovely. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that was... I think it went over well but it's also one of these things where like it, it um comes off of the back of like us a month ago hosting our civil union party stuff so I think right now we're like hosted out like I'm I'm done for <laughs> for a while I just yeah. I can't there, yeah it's just a a moment um again after all the dinner was done where i sat down in front of the tv and i had a youtube playlist of like i found an old macy's day parade and i like bought a couple of episodes of cartoons with thanksgiving episodes like there's a hey arnold one there's a good uh (laughs) there's a garfield and friends episode uh thanksgiving episode incredible Um, and then i was also lucky enough to find a a thanksgiving football game from 95 that absolutely ripped wow Um, so i was just very good took my position in front of the TV very tired as everyone hung out at the table and talked. And I was just sitting thinking to myself like how many more of these do I got in me <laughs> like in, the, in yeah. the near future? Like, yeah, cause I it's a bad feeling to, to like just sit down and be like, cool. I need some time away from the people who I opened my home from. Yes. <laughs> or op- yeah. my home for. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: Especially if you're working in the kitchen. Yeah. That's,
0: so working in the kitchen, then like just the whole morning too, just like prepping the apartment. Because I like I, I didn't do the smart thing, which was to use the time off. I had to, actually, clean and prepare the place. But um, anyways, went went well enough. Um, I think everybody had a good time. People took home plenty of leftovers. So um, pretty pretty good for a for a first time, I would say. Nice, that sounds That's
2: very good. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Let's talk about games because we, we haven't done this podcast in a while. Let's uh, let's let's get down to business. Let's talk about some video games um, to
1: defeat the Huns.
0: Yeah, we're going to kill the Huns. But first, we're going to talk about video games. Oh, OK, do we want to talk about Animal Crossing? Because we have not talked about the Animal Crossing DLC at all on this podcast yet.
1: I think we do. We we now have with us today a uh, an expert in the field. So I feel like this is the perfect time to uh, to get onto that topic.
0: Beautiful. How many hundreds of hours have you put in (laughs) pre-DLC?
2: Pre-DLC four or five hundred, I think.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) Somewhere around four, yeah, I think. That's like three Breath of the Wild playthroughs. Yeah.
2: And that I've played two or three hundred hours of. What? How? (laughs) I don't know. What else are you looking
0: for in that game? (laughs) I know, I know.
2: Well, I haven't beat it yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so listen okay every you nook and know cranny something. i'm not good at video games
1: that's just not true
2: i'm not very good at video games
1: mike make your case i've watched you play video games you're extremely good you beat hades before i did
2: but i had the god mode on
1: i that barely counts in that game though
2: okay well so i i've always uh really enjoyed video games and mostly was just like yeah i would love to like come over and hang out and watch you play a video game friend like in college a big part of my college experience was watching other people play dark souls or bloodborne oh sick um just sit i'm just like i would love to chill on the couch and eat your doritos and watch you play bloodborne like yes I will be your audience for that but i uh yeah during the pandemic i think oh yeah it was we watched the hades documentary the youtube series from
1: uh, noclip yeah
2: mm-hmm. i've always i was always like a huge admirer of the art and just watching mike play i was like there's no way and i have to say the pun in hell that i could play that it looks so difficult <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. But it, it was so appealing <laughs> it's it, a very intimidating looking looked, game
1: for sure it is
0: it, it absolutely is
2: but I think what, what helped me a lot was the camera being sort of fixed. Like, I'm not in control of the camera, which is a, a something that was always really intimidating to me. And I think Breath of the Wild also, like, basically, like, I would have never had the courage to play, attempt to play Breath of the Wild if I did not, like, play Hades first and get, like, really comfortable with it. Yeah. So that's kind of how that happened. I was always just, I, I have a weird, for, for somebody who's professionally an artist, I have really bad, like, hand-eye coordination, I thought. So I was just like, I can't do that good well with games
0: too it's like it's a whole different thing like it like it's something that i think a lot of folks take for granted like mike and i grew up on this stuff right like when you're when you're doing it for that long and just kind of fumbling your way through as a kid like you know working a second joystick is like second nature but for someone who's never done it before it's a weird thing to like it's it's a it's a patting your head and rubbing your belly but like for hours and for pleasure kind of thing like you have to you know controlling Mm -hmm. the camera and the character is like uh yeah i think not maybe as easy as of a thing that some folks might assume.
2: Yeah. It definitely like always felt like a skill outside of my reach weirdly. So it was like, I I was just so inspired by the, like the art of Hades and I love like the storytelling aspect. Um, So I just like, I appreciate so many things about that game, but especially the fact that they initiated that God mode, like option made it so much more approachable to me. Um, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. That kind of started my, like, this was, I mean, after I've been playing Animal Crossing, cause that's a different nature of game, Right. But that sort yeah. of like opened me up to other video games really, which oh, so, is exciting. So this is
0: fairly recent that you've like really cracked open the, the world of games, huh?
2: Pretty much. Like I grew up, um, I had a Game Boy Advance and then we had like a Wii and that was sort of it. Uh, so I loved, I, I'm a really big uh specifically like classic fire emblem fan so i have like kind of no experience with the newer games Mm -hmm. but anything from like the like the first one available in english to like 2008 (laughs) is my shit
0: wild wow Uh, that's cool
2: yeah i had a great uh there was a really fun one that started to incorporate some really cool 3d elements (laughs) that i had in like 2008 on the wii and I think it's now worth like probably like a hundred dollars. It's so fucking <laughs> and hard my, to find. My mom like got rid of pretty much like my whole childhood when I was like a sophomore in college, including the Wii and all of our games. Yeah. So sadly, I don't have that anymore. I tried to find it; it's too expensive. Fucking to Nintendo justify. games, man!
0: I do, it's so it boggles my fucking mind that like it, no matter like as long as I've been alive, there's always been a fucking like secondhand market for Nintendo games, like, first party, not even necessarily first party Nintendo games, but just some, like, really specific ones that just, they they appreciate in value, which is ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I get it, kind of, because it's, like, as, sort of, Fire Emblem, like, relaunched in, like, 2013, I guess? 2014? And, like, I've been releasing, like, kind of more games that have been getting more popularity and attention. Like, it makes sense that, like, people who become fans would want to play the older ones as well. Right. Once they've ran out. But still it's like
0: it, it just happens across franchises though. Like I I swear to God, yeah. if I go if I try to go to a use game shop around here, I bet you Wind Waker would cost me like sixty dollars for the GameCube. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just Ugh oh, it's nuts. Definitely. Um, yeah But uh cool to hear that you're uh kind of broadening your gaming horizons. There's uh it's a uh, there's there's plenty of good stuff out there. I think it's it's always a. Uh, it's it's just cool because you don't have to play any of the dumb bullshit like <laughs> that that we've like, <laughs> like like grew up with or have like slogged through or like done in our personal time. You can literally just like, oh yeah, I'll take the top of the top of the top consistently. Like yep. you have only Pretty the, the best available to you.
2: That is truly what Hades and Breath of the Wild feel like. I mean, like they're they're such like cool artistic games too. I think like having that like key aspect is what really pulled me in to be like Wow, like even if I this looks so intimidating and I don't think I can play it, like I gotta I want to because it looks so appealing. But yeah, I do have a lot of fun with them. It is probably embarrassing that I haven't beat Breath of the Wild yet, but I just love like kind of running around and like discovering every nook and cranny. I have fallen off. Um I haven't played in a while. I picked it back up, I think last week to play for a little and I was kind of feeling uninspired. I think I need to like kick my own ass and like try to beat it and get some other things done but yeah no truly i think it took me like a a month and a half of playing it before i like let myself even try to kill a guardian (laughs) i was just like nope (laughs) i would just run for the hills at the sight of one that
0: music kicks in it's like like i could understand a a kind of performance anxiety (laughs) yeah
2: truly that's like literally what happened and then i finally killed one and it was like oh that was easy <laughs> yeah and it was delightful this is what i'm
1: saying you are good at video games you are killing guardians left and right. you walk up to guardians when you see them in the game now i don't know that i ever got to that point i was still avoiding them the last time i played breath of the wild and you'll be like oh there's one over there maybe it has a core bing 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 he's dead let me take his stuff oh no core disappointing anyway next
0: <laughs> <laughs> a true god slayer now
1: yes exactly yeah, you've you've been unleashed on the video game world and let them let them try to contain you is what I say.
2: Well thank you very much. Uh, I'm gonna wrap
0: <laughs> back around because again, Animal Crossing, uh the yes. Animal Crossing New Horizons Happy Home Paradise, is that what it's called now? That's correct.
2: I believe so, yeah.
0: I don't know if we Mike, have we even talked about like the trailer at all for I don't think we did. No, I don't think so because I didn't. I didn't watch it until like two weeks later or something, which is like very uncared. I I don't know. Like a lot of other folks, I'd fallen off of Animal Crossing for a while after I kind of didn't really have a lot to do. Um, yeah. And then two weeks after that, maybe actually maybe two months after the trailer. I don't remember how long it was between the trailer and it actually like coming out. But there was the the one Animal Crossing direct where everyone was like, "Oh shit! Oh man! I yeah. can't wait to you know get back into this."
1: Yeah, because they dropped the the 2.0 update and then this, this new DLC as well.
0: Yes. Um, anyways, all that shit's fucking absolutely great. I, I'm so psyched that they brought gyroids back. That was one of the things that like, I really, really wanted from like those old games to bring back. Cause they were just so fucking strange.
1: Yeah. So maybe, so like, this is both Lauren and my first animal crossing. So maybe you can give us some background on gyroids because I feel like we, we are delighted by them, but we'll see them and we'll be like, what, what is that though? I know like, the history
0: the, I mean, they have never been anything more than little weird, like semi alive toys that you just run in one of your rooms. Um, okay. They have always, I think they've always been able to sync up to whatever music you're playing which I think is the big like core feature of them. The thing that's different about these ones, though, than uh, previous generations uh, gyroids is that there were different f- versions of the same ones. So, like, for instance, I think that there were almost always four different types of the same skinned gyroid. And so you'd have a really, like, minuscule tiny guy, a medium, like, chunky guy, and then a tall... Um, like a tall like wispy version and they would okay. all have their pitches like shifted accordingly so you could like have a whole set in there but like uh, uh they would be like playing slightly different versions of the same like um like i don't know there used to be something called like a crocoid which would make like a frog sound and you would have like four different versions of this one like blue skinned like wrinkly froggy looking guy just like croak into music in your house um That sounds fantastic. It was honestly never anything more complicated than that. Um, When it rained, you would go out, you would dig them up, and you'd find them, and and that was that. Yeah. That's fun. Cool. Just plain fun. And they've they've always been weird as shit. Yeah. Like, just consistently. Um, That's fine.
2: In a delightful way, though. Yeah.
0: So have either of you dug into the DLC very
2: much?
1: I have a little bit. Lauren has uh, very much. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I've gone a little hog wild. It's, uh, I, it's, it's taken, like, all the things I had, like, complaints about and, like, difficulties with and just made, like, done away with them and made the game, like, very fun again, which is great, because I also used to play daily until maybe spring or summer of this year. So, like, for almost a full year, I would play every day to just sort of check in on the island and we never did a lot of crazy stuff with our island. It was always sort of disorganized. But it was just sort of like a routine, like, getting through COVID sort of thing. Like, checking one of the things I do to feel like a human yeah. is check in with animals every day. Absolutely. And that was, like, it was fun, but it was just sort of, like, am I actually getting anything out of this? Or is this just a waste of 20 minutes of my day, like, every fucking day? So,
0: right. The well had run dry.
2: Truly. So, but, yeah, so have you played the you have it or have you played it at all I have
0: yeah I, I did I um, I made like four vacation homes and then I found out something devastating which is that I never realized that you can hit the shoulder buttons to tab over to see the other furniture that you can use that isn't the recommended furniture
2: oh um, you didn't know no
0: <laughs> it wasn't until back I had played it and I'd seen it and I was just pissed <laughs> Oh man! Um, so uh-uh. so now I I have mild choice paralysis because I know that there's so much furniture to choose from. Right, right. When designing the vacation homes, I almost would have preferred that they only kept it to like constrained to the recommended stuff. Um, right. So uh, I'm I'm sure I'll I'll jump back into it. I think mostly right now, um, Bloodborne's actually been taking up a lot of my time, which I don't have to get into yet. Um, I, I'll get back to it eventually because a-, a Beck is playing through it and they're really they're really, really playing through it. They're they're at the point where they are um designing some of the other facilities on the island and I'm just seeing like these beautiful creations and these like really like heartfelt warm moments like between like how the game like kind of sets up in frames uh and like ramps up and ramps down on these things it feels so nice and heartfelt and the music is just incredible in it too. Yeah. Um that it's I, in my head right now. <laughs> that I think it's it's creating something really specific and nice uh, that I don't want to say it was like missing from the base version of the game, but there's certainly a, there's a different kind of like through line to the DLC where there is like a beginning, middle and end, it feels like to it, that mm-hmm. feels more like autored I suppose.
1: Right. Or right. authored. Authored, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I think um, we we just for the first time tonight, um, Lauren, when you jumped on, went to Harve's Island, which has been updated. I think just for the 2.0 update. I don't think it's specifically part of the DLC. Right. Has um, uh, opened up spots for different stalls, and you're like building a little like community co-op for people's different shops, kind of. And it sounds like that could be like. A similar sort of uh, uh, like heartfelt community coming together through line for vanilla animal crossing uh, a little bit if that's, if that's sort of missing.: That's true outside of yeah yeah. I will also um, be the, the negative side of the coin of the DLC and say that um, all of the ease of use introduced in the DLC has and, and how easy it is to to decorate a home and the outside of a home in the dlc makes me so mad at how much it makes the base game feel like a clumsy garbage experience
0: you're talking specifically decorating outside right not even specifically inside outside too. outside inside
1: as well it's so easy to customize a piece of furniture everything's just so much easier and i wish it were that way in the game i understand like it is it's the dlc it's there you can go and do that and, and experience it but i I want that for myself and my home as well
0: i understand that
2: i i think it's such a uh, animal crossing this is also my first animal crossing i think it's such an interesting like uh, a matter of taste thing um i think about like this <laughs> like tweet i saw uh back when it first came out of like people who are realizing that you can like like a or b i don't remember to speed up the animation of you crafting something like oh, a yeah. little crafting animation you can speed it up and it's like oh my god i can't believe i just found this out and this could have been like slightly faster of a process because of the in my opinion if you can't tell the agonizingly slow nature of a lot of animal crossing and somebody like replied to it like what kind of monster would ever like hurry up this experience like something like why would you ever like hit that button like don't you want to like like as very pro like the zen like you're doing each little thing step by step hand by hand like sort of process of it and it's sort of like i guess i don't know it's sort of a thing of i can't imagine i think think being pro clutching about
0: it is a little much it's like, oh, yeah. how dare you not see this animation? You've seen seventy other times, you fucking idiot! Like, no, no, no.
2: And I'm sure in a week that person changed their mind, but probably
0: yeah. or <laughs> is not playing that game anymore. Uh, no, so I I think that there's Mike and I've talked about this before. I think that there's a balance that I I appreciate that the game strikes because I I I do think that uh, this is also coming from someone who hasn't done a whole lot of in-depth like home decorating and i haven't plunged myself into a lot of the systems of like crafting um multiple like a a lot of things i don't find myself crafting things generally in that game usually a lot of the recipes i get are very irrelevant to like the aesthetic that i want period um but i do appreciate that it keeps efficiency at arm's length in some portions of that game because i don't think it should feel like a uh like a super modern like mobile game in which like like mobile game is something i i the first thing that i go to or like even how modern games speed up certain processes just for efficiency that's not what the game is necessarily about in my opinion i think it is like a design design choice to not make it feel that way however i also sympathize with the people who are who want to craft multiple things and have kind of their, their time wasted a little bit from having to craft like five of these things and having to go through that animation every time. It personally yeah. doesn't bother me. And I like that it's paces a bit slower. Um, but I know that Mike feels otherwise.
1: I mean, I I, I see, sorry, I, I see the, the argument for it and I I can feel the ways in which, uh, the game making you slow down for a second might be a good thing. Like it having a hyper efficient UI and system flow for like crafting and customizing, etc., could lead to like a lot of item waste. I guess like oh, let me quickly craft five bookshelves in all different colors and see what that looks like. Oh, it doesn't look that great. Throw it all away. Like it it is forcing you to make more not agonizing but like deliberate choices more deliberate choices exactly and i i guess i see like the purpose behind that it it makes your little diorama that you're creating feel a little more real and and a little more like yours and so like i i I do get that but there are just some times when i just want to customize this fucking thing and i don't want to take like i want it to take two seconds instead of 30 seconds which you know whatever but yeah
2: yeah, just sort of, like, I feel properly shamed into, like, yeah, I guess it is a good thing <laughs> that I can't just instantly do things. I think I think from my perspective of it is, like, with the DLC, like, I'm experiencing so much joy in the ease of, like, like I especially love to see the different, like, customized options. Yeah. I think there's so much, like, care and thought put into them. And it's almost like, well, it almost makes me sad that I... I can't easily view what any like items customization could be because so much stuff in the DLC like is customizable and I can so easily like discover like what are the different options for this cool like shelf? Like, can I make it like, look like, like the same color wood as the rest of this apartment and also like have like cool cookbooks on it. Like that would be so exciting. And I'm getting too specific, but like, it would just be a lot, like it would be really pleasing to be able to like quickly check like anything that way. Yeah. So are know. you
0: are you talking about like so so I like the obvious gate to it is that you have to actually have the piece in your inventory, go over to a crafting station, have your like little whatever the little crafting currency things are customization. And, yeah, kits, the customization yeah. kits, and then go in and take a look at it rather than like oh okay, so I see this version of this thing in the shop. I don't know if there's a, like a custom version of it that I would like better than its current like default paint job or like, I don't know, like a red TV or something. It's like, oh, well, I don't know if I want the red one, but like will the other ones be any good or can I can I even customize this thing at all? Is that kind of like, is that sort of...
2: I think it also, it's like, it doesn't even occur to my brain that I could customize something so I could see something in the store or or wherever that I find boring. But I don't know that, like, living within it is an option of a much cooler thing. Like, I could make this chair look absolutely bitchin' and I have no idea. Like, it's kind of frustrating. So, I don't know. That's sort of, I think, again, I just, like, I I feel the same as Mike of, like, I'm enjoying the DLC so much that, like, being on the regular island, it's kind of like, Oh, I can't do that, huh? Like, I can't just have that. I huh? haven't done
0: shit on my regular island <laughs> since the DLC's <laughs> no. coming. out. It's always like, hey, bye everybody. Oh, there's weeds, there's holes. Fuck it. Hey, Dick, yeah, I don't care. You got a thought bubble? God, fuck you. I got to go work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: got to go spend time with my actual cool friends that I can pick <laughs> out. Um, oh, that's the other thing, too. Give them
2: some manatee.
0: Yeah, right. Like, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, I feel like the, um, in my experience, the base version of uh new horizons i feel like i've barely seen any villagers and now that i can go like to this island where like they give you the choice of picking whose home you want to decide like figure it's like oh yeah i want to go like (laughs) let's see what this fucked up crocodile like look wants to (laughs) wants to do that's cool having that agency of uh and just like seeing the different designs is so nice uh there's like yeah. fucking 400 villagers in this game, right? Like something wild like that. Right, you don't realize
1: that there's that many. Because we... I mean, our experience was someone would come to our island and we would be like, eh, I don't know about them. We would become sentimentally attached to them and now they are never allowed to leave. And so we're, we're never going to see the other, you know, 309, 390 villagers that we haven't seen. There was one who like kind of their personality sucked. And so we kicked him off and got somebody else. And then I think that was it. No, there was two, we had we a couple two. more
2: leave. Yeah. We've had like three or so, I think kind of come and go, but, but for the, the most part, our that's not very many at all. No,
1: in the grand scheme of that many villagers. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see like, Oh, there's like, we don't have any crocodile or any frog villagers. So it's cool to see like what
0: they look like. It, yeah. It's neat to be like, Oh, that species exists in this game. That's yeah. dope.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- tonight I found out there's peacocks. Like, what? I oh, didn't yeah. know. I literally didn't even know. So, yeah, I think that's a very pleasing aspect.
1: I always forget about alligators. Yeah, Just in life. Real- <laughs> I mean,
0: sometimes.
2: And that's a dangerous habit. Keep your head on a swivel.
0: I guess I should. I don't know. Um, it does bum me out that it's difficult to cycle villagers off of your island still. Like that, that is more or less a dice roll in terms of who's going to have the thought bubble above their head and say to right. move. For instance, I have a monkey that I want to deport immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like her; she needs to yeah. go, and yeah. I just kind of have yeah. to wait and check up on the island occasionally for even to initiate that process. It's
1: it's it's diff. It's hard to figure out. There was so much googling spent uh when the two of us wanted to get rid of like this little hamster that we didn't like we were like maybe if we just don't talk to him for a while do we talk to isabel about him is that what we do like it's very uh obtuse about how to get rid of people which i get because this is a nice game for nice people but sometimes you want somebody to get the fuck out of your town
0: sometimes you want to go ape shit sometimes you're tired of being nice yeah sometimes you want to go ape shit on that monkey
2: it was so frustrating because it'd be like, like this, like the sweet little mouse that we like love would come up and be like, "Maybe I should leave our island." And meanwhile, this miserable piece of shit is like kicking rocks on the beach. And you're yeah, like, I want you to kick rocks for real. <laughs> Please get out of here. Uh. This place right, is great. So, I'm
1: never leaving.
0: Yeah, and uh. and then it feels like the right, like your your dice roll is ruined. Like your yeah. your random chance is fucked because it's always someone you want to keep.
1: Yeah. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of miserable.
0: Otherwise, though, did anyone else lose their mind when they found out that they could like sidle between like tight spaced furniture? Because I oh yeah didn't realize how much I wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: very nice. Have you gotten to the part of the DLC where you can expand rooms? Sizes? No, not yet. But I have
0: seen Becca do that, and uh, that is another one of those things where I'm worried it's going to give me like a crippling amount of like possibility space. I just won't know what to put in like a uh, a unit. But right. Um,
2: it's don't worry about it, man. It's great. <laughs> it's I mean I get that that's a concern, but it, it's it's nice that I can make a room. Not even as big as I want, but I can sort of, like, at least change the shape. Like, Oh, it's cool as hell. Make it vertical or horizontal. Like, uh, But actually, that reminds me, I wanted to say going back to your furniture debacle, or your items debacle, of not realizing you could tab and see other things. So, I, because you, I don't know if you know this, but so, like, as you take on more characters, like, and they have different items according to their like specifications of what they want those are all added to your inventory yeah so like gradually the rest of your inventory is growing as you go and that is one thing I've thought of that I'm like hmm I'm a little worried about this getting so big that it's unmanageable because it did happen like the other night where I was like where is that goddamn tin bucket why can't I find it like I just want to put a bucket outside this house like so it could be, yeah, I could see that down the line being like a little too spoiled for choice in a way. So yeah,
0: that's the thing. Give me too many choices in a video game, and I'm absolutely crippled. I guess maybe yeah. Breath of the Wild's is the only one that like makes me feel good about that because it's it's so simplistic that you really can't just go fuck off somewhere and be like, yeah, I'm just gonna do my own thing. But however, that does lead to, hey, Lauren, I have a question. How long did it take you to find Hestu? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, let's see. I went up the. I kind of went uh, backwards into K- Kakariko Village. I went in the back end because I didn't follow the. I didn't know about roads yet. I didn't really think about. Oh, I should stick on those. I just sort of went. Oh, it's pretty this way. Let's go. So I I met him on my way out of Kakariko Village. So, but that was like the first place I went out of Freedom, and I, uh, I hear some. I hear that didn't go the same way for all of us. It
0: took me forty fucking hours. <laughs> I couldn't upgrade my inventory for... Let's move on.
1: That sucks so bad. (laughs) I'm the only person on this call who followed the critical path of the video game.
0: (laughs) I found his fucking maracas before I found him, dude. (laughs) I found the quest before I found his ass.
1: I can't... First of all, I can't believe that you can find his maracas without talking to him. Second of all, he is 10 feet away from his maracas. I'm so sorry.
0: Maybe Breath of the Wild's bad, actually. Maybe. Um,
2: (laughs) Well, he's green. Maybe he was blending in maybe
0: uh-huh. i just, i like i just combed it, it it's fine
1: it's fine um breaking news something i should have done at the very top of the show uh breaking melissa joan hart news um melissa joan hart i'm sorry i'm so sorry in the last episode i said that i thought you were maybe an anti-vaxxer you're not at all uh you're not you you got your vaccine and you still got covid and i'm so sorry i'm so sorry oh, melissa no! joan hart <laughs>
2: She's I think a she got COVID. Republican, be-
1: though. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah, she's a Republican. Yeah, but she's not an anti vaxxer
2: That's good for her.
1: She she voted for uh, in 2016. She voted for uh, 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 Gary Johnson. So
0: okay, I guess that's, that's, a good that's use of your where time.
1: things land for her. Uh, Listen, we, so we take
0: we take it in steps here. Um, I
1: didn't say she was a good person, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but she did get the jab, and also maybe she, got COVID because she heard of Mike's disparaging remarks.
1: No, this was before. I'm sorry, Sabrina. I'm so sorry, Sabrina. Uh, speaking of arcane magics and or horror, uh, I've been playing through a, a brand new game. It's one of those, one of them there roguelike deck builders. You may have heard of them. I have. Uh, I've been playing Inscription. Uh, it came out... I don't know when a couple of months ago it's fairly it's fresh fairly,
0: yeah it's a fairly recent
1: it is I um yeah I I caught it on a waypoint stream and I I thought to myself eh or another roguelike deck builder I don't really get into these and then a couple hours later I was thinking the next sale that hits I'm I'm gonna jump on that and then the next sale hit and once you know it
0: that's a really good game I have heard the 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 pitch for it to me was horror roguelike deck builder and that's that in itself seems promising enough though i also at friendsgiving actually i talked with a, a friend who was uh talking about it and they it was they were a little bit cagey they're like i don't want to say too much i'm like oh okay so it's definitely doing some like expectation subversion with what the, the genre is doing
1: right yeah definitely yeah it's it from, from pretty early on it kind of gives you a sense that um there might be something else going on here. Um and it teases that out in a really um a really satisfying way. I think it, it quickly moves from like I mean, I, this part isn't really a spoiler because it's I think part of like promotion that you'll see mm-hmm. um uh and, and gameplay that you might watch. It it quickly evolves from a a straight up and down like Horror, like you're sitting at a table across from a guy playing a card game, and evolves from that to that. And also, you are in kind of a a puzzle box, like escape room situation, and there are puzzles around the room for you to look at. And what do they do? And like, you'll see things that's like, is that something? And you won't really be sure. And then maybe later it will be something. Do Um, you have to
0: build decks to solve the puzzles?
1: Um, I, I mean, in as Kind of in as much as like the game itself is a puzzle. If that, I mean a card, a card game like this kind of is a puzzle in itself. Like each, each encounter uh, of a card game like this is a little puzzle to solve a little strategy puzzle to solve. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's not only is like the, the important part, the card game really fucking good and just extremely satisfying and like simple, and tight, very, very magic the gathering esque, sure. um and the the roguelike nature of it makes it really fast to like get back into a game after you die. like um, I had in in just in my well, I, I don't wanna to say too much again, but like I did a thing last night in the game, like a big important thing uh, and in that run, like, I had made a bunch of progress the night prior and was like, okay, I'm going to come back tomorrow and this is going to be the run. And then I came back and like had a big boss encounter and died. And I uh, was like, well, fuck, like that was, that was going to be the run. I guess, you know what? It's there. It's an hour until I should like go to bed. I'll, I'll just start another run and then do the same thing tomorrow. And then it was so quick to get back to where I was that that ended up being the run. Like it's a really quick, uh, re-entry into uh into the run from like like death doesn't feel like that big a deal okay and especially it does sort of do the hades thing of like it, it wants you to die a couple times to learn things mm-hmm. and that's sort of the way that it teases out new mechanics it's it's very clever and it's very uh, uh yeah it's, it's really satisfying uh, that's
0: what i was gonna say is like what's the progression balance because that's the um i think that's the only tricky thing that some roguelites don't tend to balance to my taste is that uh there's always kind of a cycle of like go out do the thing like make some progress get some materials or whatever your currency or the thing is come back to your home base after you've died unlock some mechanics or like unlock different things that then allow you to progress further like does that loop feel good and solid
1: it really does. Yeah, it it almost doesn't even feel like a loop because at the same time you're also want, still wondering what's going on here. Okay. So like there's there's enough of that like weird story shit uh in the background to like just loop you right back in and the card game is so satisfying that you're eager to start playing it again and the the unlocks don't feel like unlocks because you have this this creepy guy opposite you acting as gm who is like when you die maybe a new mechanic is like revealed to you uh, of the game
0: the framing of it sounds so interesting
1: it's one of the most interesting games i have played this year i think like one of those right right at the squeak it in right at the very end and it's just like instant goatee like that is that is my game of that's that's the one.
0: That's what I was gonna say. Is that like this release time feels like prime like game of the year fodder, like for yeah. sure.
1: It is, it is. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it's breaking that way for a lot of people. And yeah, I I am not a big like deck builder guy. I don't go in for those types of games. Like I I was a big fan of the the Mega Man Battle Network series as a kid, and I guess looking back, that's kind of a deck builder. Um, but a lot of the games that have cropped up that. Like, some of the ones that claim to be spiritual successors to Battle Network. Um, like, One Step from Eden, okay, but didn't really love. And it's going for the same kind of, like, death loop, like, roguelike deck building thing. Like, obviously, it's, it's like, there's combat, real-time combat, and it's diff- a, a different package. But I, I don't always go in for, for that kind of game is what I'm trying to get at. And this really, really effectively hooked me. And also, the vibes are just out of control and the, the <laughs> we, lo- and we the love we love vibes on the
0: podcast we are we are is has been noted that vibes are a, we do uh, a, yeah. a key component to uh, any media that we enjoy
1: it doesn't lean so hard into the horror thing as to be uh, off-putting to those who might not like otherwise look into it it's like halloween spooky it's not okay. you know like hardcore horror movie scary yeah um, it's
0: it's fun and kooky not uh, a yeah. not slashers like jump scare stuff
1: Definitely. Kind
2: kooky, not super
1: spooky. <laughs> Pooky not spooky. There is, there is some, uh, for those who might want to look into it, there is some light body horror. There's some um, teeth stuff. Uh, eyeball stuff. Maybe some eyeball stuff, yeah. Um, so know that going in. If you have a problem with that. Um, also, every once in a while, a little, a little spider crawls across the desk. He's just like background... A background element he didn't bother me too much i have a big spider thing and he didn't bother me so it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a big deal.
0: lauren i'm curious if you are experiencing this game secondhand. is there a lot of like mike coming up from the desk frames would being like oh you got like just trying to explain like the the magnitude of like a run or because i know that i do this every now and again with uh with becca whenever i'm like sinking my teeth into something i'm like this thing just happened and i try and like contextualize it and the delivery doesn't always work but like is that has that been the case at all
2: uh, no. Cause I'm definitely that person that does that in our relationship. Like I literally just went up to him about like, Oh my God, I was watching this YouTube video and this girl was like trashing like shittily designed eyeshadow palettes. And it was, she said the funniest thing, like that's me. Like Mike doesn't really do that, but we have been the past, I would say week, uh, been sat on the couch and in, e- in the evenings as I like quietly think to myself, like now, do I want the glass milk lamp over here hanging next to like this lovely like rhododendron or whatever the fuck? Or, as as Mike is muttering him to himself like, now I want the stinky mole man to be into this position. But if I let him be eaten by the gargoyles, I will have to gouge out my own eyeball. So, like right. he's just muttering to himself, yeah. as I'm just like da 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 da. da
1: yeah, it's been da, a da. really interesting like, juxtaposition the past couple of <laughs> nights.
0: It's it's been the same thing. I've been playing Bloodborne. Beck has been playing through the Animal Crossing uh, DLC. Yeah. So it's it's the same fucking like our uh, the things that occupy the time on the TV could not be more different. Perfect. Yeah. No,
2: we have been the classic uh, the pink lesbian and the goth lesbian right yeah this week yeah <laughs> totally so this time it's my turn to be pink so yeah but it's been fun
0: <laughs> I feel, uh, you, you, yeah go ahead
1: sorry i hadn't just real quickly interject i hadn't thought about stinky mole man that would actually be a pretty good strategy because if you put stink on a mole man he would he would debuff all the all the monsters that he was facing and then he has so much health and he pops up in, in the opposite slot of any any monsters that are attacking that that would actually be a really smart uh play to to imbue him with the uh, stinky sigil thank you lauren for next and then next the
2: round. crows would get to the crows would get to eat the worms and then grow funny tap shoes and then do a little dance and then make, a, make a little love and, the, and get down
1: tonight <laughs> get Down tonight yep
2: well i'm glad i could help yeah. but yeah it's been fun to hear i i do i have been glancing over the art seems very interesting and spooky very atmospheric yeah the music seems cool so
1: i also just that's like all I can stumbled into a really strong like sense memory cube with this game like watching waypoint play inscription somehow got irrevocably tied to snacking on cheez-its and also the smell of our current bathroom soap and so this game that soap and cheez-its are all like some kind of sense cube orb in my brain now and that's kind of a nice thing i don't know that doesn't always happen
2: I feel that very strongly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah,
1: you guys have sense cubes.
0: Uh, Mine's uh, being shipped in now. (laughs) It's it's been delayed for so long.
1: Yeah, right. The the are you so
0: no hold. I can't let that go. Are you trying to just explain like that? There's a weird. There's an interesting intersection of like pseudo nostalgic comforting things all intersecting at the same time within your periphery and that is what your sense cube is.
2: I think it's like specific association with certain things attached to like an activity you're doing. Cause I get that with, like, I'll be working on an illustration and like be list. I always listen to podcasts as I work. Um, just not this one. (laughs) So I'll be listening to a podcast and like specifically, like I'll, I'll be able to look at a piece and be like, Oh, that was that episode of such and such. Like, I'll remember the podcast right, yeah. I was listening to. as, And that fades gradually, but, like, for, like, a week or two, it's, like, really strong. Okay. So I think that's more the vibe. Yeah.
1: But I've, I could... I've just never had one created so, like, perfectly and so quickly. Like, I will definitely be nostalgic for that years down the road, but I've never had it, like in media res so to speak like i don't know that i've ever experienced those connections being made in my brain as like as, as i'm in the thing like our our current kitchen soap reminds me of uh the Mega Man battle network series specifically Mega Man Battle network 2 but that was you know when i was in middle school whereas i'm playing inscription now and all of these like sense and tastes are are tied together in with it. I don't know.
0: Am I weird? Is this weird? I'm having, I am typically an empathetic person. I am having a little (gasps) bit of trouble mapping my brain onto this, but I think I kind of get what you're putting down. It feels like there's just like some, like the, some very interesting, like planetary nostalgias are aligning in a way that you weren't expecting. It is making this like particular experience, very potent. I don't even
1: know that it's appropriate to call it nostalgia.
0: You just said it's... a hand soap reminds you of a fucking old video game, Mike. Yeah, but that's the old video game. I mean,
2: a game. smell thing. What about the I new one? What, have that to do? what does it like have to do a... with this
0: then, though?
1: I sense memory. I don't know.
2: It's like weird associations you make with your sense memory. Because I get this hand soap thing is funny because it's like you're repeatedly associating a hand soap with a video game. But it also makes sense because, like, you know, your smell is the strongest, like, memory sense, they say, supposedly. No, 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 that's correct. I'm surprised you haven't felt this, actually.
0: I mean, maybe I have just in... Different ways. I mean, I know I know what sense memory is, but I think I got caught up in like, like the cheese at Waypoint, inscription soap, and Mega Man Battle right. Network was all just like a <laughs> cornucopia that I, I was hit you with having too much at once. I was having a little bit of trouble deciphering.
1: Yeah, he I, needs a spreadsheet. I guess I never, I never really scrutinized this phenomenon before. I would just like smell my hands after coming out of the bathroom, and my brain would go, "Oh, that's inscription." <laughs> I don't know
0: we have to end maybe
1: the show. it's <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm, my hands smell like inscription
1: very well you don't want your hands to smell like inscription by the way no, it's the stinky,
2: stinky mole
0: man strategies yeah yeah meat feet meaties feedies <laughs> Mike and Lauren thank you so uh, both so much for joining uh Mike you want to give the spiel on where people can find your work
1: Yes, uh, I I make videos, purportedly, uh, and I put them up on YouTube.com/slash EganWorks. Um, that is that is where I put the brunt of my work. Um, if you want to follow me in general, you can do so at uh, at EganWorks on Twitter.
0: Lauren, do you want to you you do some if I will say uh, some absolutely exquisite art that I always delight in seeing come across my Instagram feed. Genuinely. Um, would you like to tell our massive audience where they can find your work?
2: Thank you so much. That's very nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm mostly on Instagram at Lauren Heath art, all in word, uh, no like spaces in between and Heath is spelled like the candy bar. And, um, you can also find my website, the same thing, laurenheathart.com, and that's my more put-together portfolio site, but obviously there's a lot more on my Instagram, um, and I do have a Patreon. I started it over a year ago, and I have one patron, and it is my mom. Hey, listen. <laughs> so I've fallen behind on it, but if I were to get more than one person that wasn't related to me, my blood, I'm sure I would put more effort into <laughs> it, and that I can guarantee <laughs>
0: that's a Heath guarantee. Mm -hmm. Listen, those family dollars are worth just a little bit more, you know? It's true. It's true. Yeah. You can find me at the Detroit Lions bar, Tin Lizzie's, the morning of Thanksgiving at 1130, trying to make a covenant, a pact with Lions fans, hoping they beat the Bears. I want our coach fired. But then finding out that there's literally no one else in the bar because it's because the Lions haven't won a game fans aren't there it's just me and becca and this bartender that just moved here two weeks ago from minnesota thanks for listening everybody we'll see you in two weeks bye goodbye
2: bye, bye.